Hello, I'm Jess Ratcliffe and you're listening to the Unleash Your Extraordinary podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm here to help you build the person you know you can be so that you can create the impact and the life that you dream of. After coaching hundreds of people over the last two years and having spent prior to that the past decade building products and teams in startups from London to San Francisco in gaming and digital healthcare, I now help people apply a product mindset to their personal development so that we can build the people we know we can be, like we're building a successful product. And I'm proud to say I'm not your typical coach, and my clients aren't those who would typically think of getting a coach. I'm not for the people who are already at the top of their game, top of their field, or top of their org structure. I'm for the ones who are on their way, who are hungry for growth and driven by impact and have a vision that is yet to be fulfilled, but that feels so big, it's a mix of exciting and scary, who spend their time flipping back and forth between believing it's possible and fearing they might never get there, and who are tired of feeling slowed down by self-doubt. We dream of taking action, right? We dream of taking action without overthinking. We dream of showing up with confidence and being the person who does it, who reaches the next level of their potential and turns that vision into reality. So if you're internally nodding along with me, this podcast is for you. And if a friend or two comes to mind who you think would enjoy this as well, it would make my day if you would share it with them. But for now, let's get involved. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking about spotting self-sabotage. And we're going to look at the why, we're going to look at the how, and also when we self-sabotage. But first, I wanted to take a moment, as always, at the start of these podcasts now, to reflect on the week and share maybe an insight or a learning that I've experienced or that I've witnessed in the coaching work that I do. And this one comes from Friday, so it's pretty fresh, but I had the absolute joy of spending Friday at the Festival of Doers in London, which is a festival run by a group called Driven Woman, by an awesome lady called Misa Mink. And I was hosting a workshop at the Festival of Doers, which was in the afternoon, but also I had yeah, the joy of getting to experience so many other incredible talks and getting to meet so many other incredible souls. And the lesson I, I sort of took away from this week is that it's so easy when we're doing something that's a little bit nervy, a little bit bold, right? Particularly getting up and speaking in front of a group of people. It's so easy to let the nerves and the worry around how we want people to experience us or what we want to leave people with. It's so easy to pile on the pressure. But actually, what I did this time is something I've never done before. On the morning of the festival, I simply set the intention to have fun. And it sounds weird that I've never done that before, right? Because typically my intentions are to show up and to help people, to create a transformative experience for people. But it's very rarely around the word fun. And actually, by doing this, I had the best day. Like, I had the best time as I say, getting to experience those talks and actually sit there and enjoy them versus being in my head around what I was doing later that day and really sort of, you know, listening to talks but at the same time mentally rehearsing the workshop. Instead, I just released that and I let myself really enjoy the day. And the reason I wanted to share that with you is because I recently started playing around with this thought of setting intentions. And, you know, it can seem 
like one of these things, you know, sort of like on the woo-woo spectrum perhaps, but actually it really just sets a sort of destination for the day, right? Almost like we're taking a journey and it's a little bit of our popping in the GPS or the sat-nav in terms of the direction, the sort of setting the unconscious direction in which we want to head. And so by allowing myself to set the intention of having fun, it also gave myself, sort of, oh, sorry, gave me the permission to enjoy the day and to enjoy every second of delivering my workshop and actually celebrating afterwards, which again, coming under this perfect theme for today of self-sabotage, is one of my ways of sabotaging myself, is to focus on being critical around what I've done versus celebrating what I've done, which I'll come on to later. But for now, I really just wanted to plant that seed and share this reflection that I had so much more fun. And by setting that intention, I think I showed up with more joy, with more energy, and we had a good laugh. It was a great experience. I've had incredible feedback. And it's allowed me to actually enjoy that and soak it in rather than ignore all of that, let that go past my head rather than actually getting to acknowledge that feedback and receive that feedback and celebrate it rather than focus so much on being critical and wanting to be better for next time and just wanting to improve and yeah, not letting myself actually enjoy the journey. So with that in mind, because that topic of allowing ourselves to actually celebrate and enjoy the journey brings us perfectly onto how self-sabotage can not only limit our growth, but also steal our joy, right? Taking us from feeling like we're smiling on the inside because we've just done something awesome to struggling, to fighting with our inner critic and everything that could have been better right? Fighting with the actual experience of enjoying what we're doing. So let's dive in. And actually, I wanted to start with what the heck it is, right? Because I think it's a term that sounds so big, it's so heavy. And even when I think of sabotage, you know, I think of visions like someone in the movies, you know, in the cartoons sort of cutting someone's brake pads or whatever. And, you know, and then it's like that sabotage, it's life or death, it's sort of fearful, it's criminal even. And Obviously, this word, in it being self-sabotage, it just naturally, I think, has a bit of heaviness around it because that word, both the fact that it's self potentially inflicted, you know, and the self-sabotage of it, but also the sabotage part comes with some heaviness. But here's how I see self-sabotage and how I see it in the people I work with, but also in my own experience, that really self-sabotage is our way of limiting our own growth or stealing the joy of the experience and the growth that we're creating. So I see it as beliefs and therefore behaviours that aren't serving us. So a few classic examples of how we might be self-sabotaging. Procrastination. Putting off the actions we actually want to take. We're putting off the things we actually want to do, but for some reason we just can't seem to open the laptop and get started or register the domain name or, you know, open the Google Docs and start writing. Whatever it might be, we just can't seem to close that gap between knowing we want to do the thing and actually doing the thing. So that was one, procrastination, a prime example and super common across people like us, right? The hungry for growth who want stuff to be perfect as well because we're hungry for that growth we're hungry for that impact and so when something comes in that we want to work on we can procrastinate on it 
almost through the, the method of overthinking, really, and wanting it to be perfect. The second being focusing on the negative and being overly critical of ourselves or our work, which therefore steals our joy in actually doing the work in the first place. And really, when we think about it, steals probably our best ideas, right, in terms of what's next, because when do we ever have good ideas from a place of negativity? So going back to that intention or reflection that I shared at the beginning, you know, typically, and I've had a recent example of this where I hosted a workshop and all I could think of, despite it going really well and having incredible feedback, all I could think of was this is what I want to be better. And so did I let myself celebrate that this is now what I do? No. And I'm, you know, I feel fortunate that I, I run a lot of workshops. And so I had another opportunity very quickly to practice actually allowing myself to have fun and enjoy it and focus on what went well and soaking in the feedback rather than constantly looking, which I think can be the downside, right? The curse of being someone that's hungry for growth is that we are always hungry and we're always looking for that next thing to feed and make what we do the best that it possibly can be while making ourselves the best that we possibly can be. But again, going back to that focusing on the negative, when, when does it ever feel good to be torn apart, right? When does it ever feel good to be in the energy space of being critical and saying stuff to ourselves that we probably would never say to somebody else? And, and yet we do it. You know, we tear ourselves apart. We're overly critical of our own work, even if to everybody else it's gone really, really well. And so other examples might be things like knowing, for example, let's think of sleep, knowing that you perform best on X number of hours of sleep but not prioritising that, you know, staying up later, watching Netflix, reading a book, whatever it might be, even though you know you're at your best and you feel your best to be your most productive or your most happy when you have a certain number of hours of sleep. Another might be, again, classic and sort of our like type of people being this hungry for growth, hungry for impact, is saying yes to too much stuff, right? Saying yes to something when you know deep down you want to say no, yet the people-pleasing comes in, the fear of what people might think comes in. And so we say yes, even knowing that that's going to take us from a place of focus to a place of overwhelm and taking on too much. Or even, again, a classic is like, you know, do you ever find yourself, let me, think, let me frame it this way, you're about to start working on something, right? You're about to start writing that article, start building that website, start putting together the emails, whatever it might be, you're starting work on something. And before you know it, you find yourself scrolling deep in Instagram, right? It's that numbing. Again, it's a form of procrastination, which is so easy to turn to. So anyway, that's just a few examples. But ultimately, I find the easiest way to really catch self-sabotage when it's showing up as a behaviour is to look for the behaviours that aren't serving you or your growth. So with that in mind, what is it and how, how we might do it, like with that in mind, what are the beliefs or behaviours that you have that you know aren't serving your growth? Now that you know a bit more around what it is and how we might do it, how do you hold yourself back? What are the behaviours or habits that you find yourself exhibiting? Maybe even look back over the last week or last couple of weeks. Have you found yourself procrastinating? Have you found yourself being overly critical? Do you feel that you hold a belief about yourself or what's possible for you that is no longer serving you? 
What do you think shows up as your behaviours that tend to limit or sabotage your growth? And so when we catch this, right, it can feel so frustrating. You know, we're ambitious, we're hungry people. Why the heck are we holding ourselves back or stealing the enjoyment of our evolution with the beliefs and behaviours that aren't serving us? Well, actually, as much as this can be that frustrating point of looking inwards and almost catching how we do this, this is also when it gets the most exciting, because this is when we can start to not only catch when we're self-sabotaging, but start to play around with changing that behaviour. Because if we then get curious about it and know, oh, hang on a minute, like that's shown up, that's me trying to keep myself small, we can start to follow the patterns of when it shows up and then why. And there's a great book called The Big Leap by an author called Dr Gay Hendricks. And he writes about this problem called the upper limit problem, which now to butcher a summary of it is ultimately that when everything is going well, right, when work is going well, relationships are going well, health is going well, we almost feel like it can't all be going well at the same time. Or even if just like one stream is going really well, right, which feels for us like the one that we're most focused on. If we don't let ourselves believe that it's possible to experience that level of success and growth and happiness, we'll find ourselves bringing ourselves back down to, to our limit, right? To our sort of comfort zone, I guess you could say. But it's almost like, he calls it more these zones of, the top one is zone of genius. Um, I'm going to completely forget the other ones now, but it's basically you bring yourself down, right? By doing something to sabotage that trajectory, and that might be that work is going really, really well and relationships are going really, really well. So then you're like, hang on a minute, internally and unconsciously, we're like, hang on a minute, this can't all be going well. So we randomly find fault in something or we strike up an argument with someone or we start to procrastinate at work or we do something which starts to slow down that growth at work. And the reason I'm sort of giving these examples and sort of structuring the podcast in this way today is because it's my intention to help you build awareness around how self-sabotage shows up for you because also I think in terms of a mindset shift and something that I've been working on a lot over the last gosh like it feels like a lifetime but definitely the last year for sure is not letting myself get too caught in when I catch myself sabotaging or procrastinating again it's a classic right where we can jump to beating ourselves up about it but actually what if we just see that as something to get curious about and then start to do the opposite. And so a mindset shift I wanted to share with you is one that I call fuel versus fight. To be able to use the fact that we are catching ourselves self-sabotaging and to use that as fuel to know that we're likely heading in the right direction, right? Because we'll get onto when and why we self-sabotage in a moment rather than fight it. You know, because I cannot tell you how many like days and weeks I probably have spent after something's happened, when I've then found myself being overly critical of my work or what I've done, to then focus on, well, why am I doing that? You know, and I go down this like slippery slope of trying to grasp why, when actually if the reason we do it and getting into when we do it is when we're at this, this point of growth, right? We're about to hit the sort of, if we call it, I guess the Big Leap book would call it our upper limit, but I more see it as like a shelf right? Almost 
thinking that, you know, in video games, when you, you play a level and when you get to the end of one, you obviously go to the next level, thinking of like a classic, like a Sonic game. The self-sabotage that we can exhibit is perfect at keeping us on the same level, right? Because we get to the end and then before we know it, something happens and it's that and we're back to the beginning. But the thing that's happening is that we end up getting really good at that same level. We're yet to experience what is new and unfamiliar, which is that next level. And I see that as sort of an analogy or a metaphor for our growth, where we're really good at maintaining a certain level of growth and a certain level of success, but we then sabotage ourselves through those behaviours we mentioned, procrastination, beating ourselves up, scrolling through social media, you know, whatever it might be. We look at how we can keep ourselves where we are because it's familiar, whereas that growth, and therefore that's why we have something like fear of success, right? What does that mean for us at next level? It's new, we've not done it before. We have no idea what we're doing up there because we don't even know what it looks like. And then if we get there, we have to maintain it. And so really it's looking at when we do it, and this is something more, again, obviously with this being one way, it's tricky to sort of exhibit, but I know for myself and in my clients that we'll exhibit self-sabotage behaviours when we're about to reach that next level. And so my question to you, to leave you with questions, again, to spark insights and build that awareness, and then we'll start to turn that into action, is when do you notice the procrastination, the overthinking, the tearing yourself down, your version of your self-sabotaging behaviours when do they show up for you? And is it because you're on the cusp of something? You're on the cusp of that next level, right? You've reached and you're on that shelf and you're about to step up to that next level. Is that when your behaviours that keep you small show up? And what are the patterns that you've noticed over time? And so with that in mind, what if the next time this happens, the next time you catch yourself procrastinating, and you're able to sort of, with that awareness, think, oh shit, I've just spent the last day completely procrastinating on this or overthinking this. Or I've just stolen the joy because I've focused on the negative. When you catch that, rather than fighting it, right, and getting distracted and spending energy trying to figure out why, use it as fuel. Know that that's a signal that you're heading in the right direction, right? Like a roller coaster, you're growing up to that level where hopefully then it's not about to, roller coasters are probably a bad example because obviously they go up, down and all around. But you know, it's, it's that, tra- like that sort of trajectory of growth that you're reaching that point where you're about to break through, like maybe a perfect example is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know, you're about to break through that roof and reach a new level of growth, which although it's unfamiliar and therefore by nature scary, that's where we want to be. And so when we know that and when we can catch that we're doing the opposite of keeping ourselves small by self-sabotaging, when we catch that, we can do the opposite and use it as fuel to move forward and keep growing versus fight it. So, yeah, a bit of a different one today because, again, self-sabotage, it feels so big, it feels so heavy, and it has the potential to be that. It's also very different, I think, in how it shows up for different people. And I didn't want to focus so much on how it just shows up for me and my clients, but more share insights and awareness about it that I've gathered over the last, God, like lifetime, I guess, but particularly over the last couple of years in the hope that it allows you to see patterns in your behaviour and notice, oh, how interesting that actually when I'm procrastinating, 
that's my way of keeping myself small. And knowing that I'm a hungry for growth person, that's not what I'm going to do anymore. So when I procrastinate, I'm going to take action. I'm going to close that gap between knowing what I want to do and actually doing the thing because I know that's the way to reach the next level. Or when I focus on the negative and I catch myself doing that, being overly critical of myself or my work, or you know, walking away from a meeting, tearing myself apart because I forgot to say this or I didn't say that, even though the people in the room have no idea what we were meant to say or should have said or wish we'd said, you know, when we catch ourselves focusing on the negative, we can then sit back and instead feel grateful for what we're doing and that we've just done that thing in the first place. And again, really bringing in that intention of fun and joy. And so with that in mind, to sort of, I feel like I need to like land this down somewhere, I wanted to just leave you with that new perspective of fuel versus fight. And then with the question of when you notice yourself self-sabotaging, if you then know that that's your signal, that you're at the cusp of the next level of growth, what would you do differently? So there we go. I hope that's been helpful. It feels like today, yeah, it was a bit more sort of sort of talking around a topic. I know last week's episode of how we can build ourselves, like we build successful products was much more sort of this, this and this. So I hope that this has been an helpful in sparking insights as you've been listening to me sort of describe how self-sabotage shows up for me, how I've seen it in my clients and how we, knowing the common behaviours of self-sabotage, how we typically hold ourselves back, even though we probably consider ourselves to be the most, yeah, growth-hungry, ambitious people that we know. And so as a next step, thinking of that question, I would love to hear from you if you have any thoughts that you didn't be interested in sharing or any questions about how self-sabotage is showing up for you you can find me at Jess Ratcliffe on Instagram and as I mentioned in last week's episode if you have a, a question that you'd like me to cover in the next episode or future episodes or a topic that you'd be curious to hear more around if you had head to jessratcliffe.com forward slash podcast you'll see there's a request a topic button which will take you to a short form where you can just anonymously or however you feel most comfortable share a little message with me to let me know what you'd be interested in me covering next week and yeah or if you simply just have a question that you'd like for me to focus on or answer and so there we have it I hope you're having an awesome start to the week so far as we've now shifted these to Monday and next week I did a poll for this one in this previous week and the options were self-sabotage which obviously was a winner but also creating a morning routine. So that will be next week's episode. As always, if this has resonated, if you've enjoyed listening, I'd be so grateful if you would share it with a friend who would enjoy it as well. And I will see you next time. Take care. Have a great week. Bye.